Welcome back to the Pumps and Systems Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Champlin, Managing Editor of Pumps and Systems Magazine. You can visit us on the web at pumpsandsystems.com. To let everybody know, you can search and subscribe to the Pumps and Systems Podcast on any platform such as Apple, SoundCloud, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. You can go to pumpsandsystems.com slash podcast and hear all of our episodes. We've got more than 75 right now, so we're off to a pretty good start Uh Always like to get more, so anybody who's listening can feel free to reach out to me for topics on what they want to suggest or hear about. But today we're going to talk about electric pump motors and their industry applications, examples, and benefits, and more. To do that, we're going to have Nick Gruel of ePropelled, and he's going to tell you all about himself and uh, and about electric pump motors, obviously. So before we get into that, uh, we had an article in our magazine, the June 2022 issue on uh, making electric pump motors more sustainable from Nick DeSilvio of ePropelled. Just go type in ePropelled in our search box, E-P-R-O-P-E-L-L-E-D, and you should be able to find the article right then and there. But uh, let's get to the good stuff and bring Nick Gruel on. Nick, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm fine. Hello, Drew. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Uh, thanks for asking. Thank you for joining me. Before we talk about electric pump motors, why don't you talk about yourself and your background and e-propelled, any, anything you'd like to share? That's fine, Drew. Uh, well, I'm Nick Gruel, um, the uh, founder and CEO of e-propelled. We actually started the company around, I think it was registered and formed in May of 2018, uh, but really didn't get going till about October of 2018, because before that, you're just doing research. Um, you know, and uh, looking into lots of different things. And so um, we're roughly about four years old. And, uh, you know, and then 19 was an interesting year. We actually, um, you know, um, merged with a company. Actually, we, we, we actually bought a company in UK called Electronica. And Electronica had a number of patents, but those patents have now gone up to 43. And since that time, we opened up the shop in India as well. So there's an Indian entity to be propelled. And believe it or not, um, we're we're now um, almost 80 people. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, so I'm in Birmingham, Alabama, Nick. Where am I talking to you from? Actually, I'm in Lowell, Massachusetts, which is the headquarters. Okay, perfect. So you're just uh, one time zone ahead of me then. So, all right, all right, yeah. Well, that's that's great that uh, you guys have have grown so much over the last four years as we head into 2023, but uh, or wrap up 2022. Uh, let's talk a little basics first, Nick. What are some examples of electric mo- pump motors, and where are they commonly used? Okay, um, there are a number of different motors. Okay, you can have, uh, you know, uh, well, let, first of all, let me go back in history. Um, you know, electric motors were introduced back in the 1800s by a fellow not named Michael Faraday. Uh, and Michael, Michael Faraday um, sort of was the first kind of inventor of a induction motor types of things. And th- it didn't really get perfected till Tesla came along. But, you know, since that time, um, the electric motor hasn't changed much. In fact, in, you know, over 100 years, actually. Um, and so here we are in 2000s, the electric motor started to change because of the materials and the way um, the new research started to happen. So this new research is 
only about 20 to 25 years old when the induction motor was starting to actually change to permanent magnet motors. And why permanent magnet motors? People realize that if you actually use different materials, you can actually come up with a, with a much more efficient motor. So the examples, um, you can actually have an induction motor in pools and spas and industrial use, almost any pump, any pump that's um, driven, typically it might be driven by a mechanical pulley from let's say a, a gas engine, but more than likely it's actually now being driven by electric motor. So I think 99.9% .9 of the pumps are driven by um, you know, uh, uh, electric motors. And electric motors tend to be um, you know, what we had, but now uh, the game is changing. You're actually getting variable speed motors. Um, you know, the sweet spot of the variable speed motor or actually any motor in the pumps is actually three horsepower. And then you can go down from there and in induction motor, they did very incremental changes of quarter of a horsepower. But what you find that if you actually have a variable speed motor, you don't really need to make those finer changes. So you can have, let's say 1.65 horsepower variable speed motor or a five horsepower variable speed motor and go up from there and obviously down from the 1.65. Um, but what happens typically is um, these motors are much more efficient and they can actually drive pretty much any type of a pump. Uh, sometimes the pumps are coupled with uh, magnetic coupling. Okay, and those are in very serious industrial applications, pumping such things as um, acids and things. All right. I know you kind of mentioned a little bit of this, Nick, uh, uh, relating to my next question, and, and it was going to be, what is the biggest difference between motors today and, say, about 30 years ago? Just talk a little bit more about maybe some of the advancements that have been made. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of uh, differences uh, you know, these motors really didn't change much. So if you go back 30 years, you're talking about 1980s. And, not a, you know, not a lot had changed from the beginning to 1980s. They were, they were basically induction motors. Um, and, uh, it, you know, it, they're basically standard induction motors, which means um, you actually had a coil and then you have a, um, a, a, a rotor that also has a um, coil around it but you don't necessarily excite that coil. The, the induced current from the outer rotor actually transfers into the inner rotor and it pulls the motor forward. Um, you know, and if you actually drive the motor, it will actually give you flexibility back um, you know, and become a generator. So that's a typical induction motor. But permanent magnet motors actually reduce the size of the, the whole machine by actually providing much more powerful magnetic forces in the machine, okay? So that makes it into a smaller machine as well as efficient machine and give you much more functionality because now you can actually drive the, um, the stator not at the typical um, you know, mains uh, frequency of 50 Hertz in Europe and, and 60 Hertz here, but you can drive it at any frequency you want. So you can convert the AC coming out of the wall into DC, and then you can drive the motor at 20 kilohertz or more or less. So there are no, the, the old rules of actually induction motors are no longer valid. 
and that gives us huge opportunities. Okay, Nick. Well, so what are some ways that pump motors can have improved energy efficiency? Because everybody wants to be more efficient these days. Yes. Um, yeah, so efficiency comes in two different ways, okay? If a pump is running, it, it, let's assume by an old motor, induction motor, um, in U.S. and North America, it would run at 3450 hertz because that's a multiplier on the number of poles that you might have and the frequency that you started with on the mains, which is 60 hertz. In Europe, it's 2950. So you have to design pumps depending on where this motor is going to be used. Okay. So if it's used in Europe, you have a 2950 hertz motor. If it's designed in US, it's a 3450 uh, um, RPM motor. Okay. Now, um, if you go back to the efficiency, um, you can actually drive that motor at any frequency you want. And from any mains coming in, whether it's 50 hertz, 60 hertz, it doesn't matter. Now, the second thing that applies to it is the fact that the, uh, the motor is inherently, uh, uh, you know, an inherently better efficient motor. And also you have to bring into, into the equation the inverter because the permanent magnet motor needs to run at a higher frequency. So it needs electronics and software to drive it. So you can actually pick the frequency and usually you pick the frequency that's the best for you. And also you have to convert the AC into DC to drive this, uh, these electronics as well as the stator. Um, now, in order to do that, you have to convert that AC into DC. And how you do that is also very tricky. You have to take into account things like power factor corrections. So it, it's a really interesting uh, problem to actually have and the 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 so you have to actually have to uh, you know manage your efficiency through the electronics through software as well as into the uh, into the stator and the motor itself. The last piece is that if your pump is running at thirty four sixty, and if you drop it by ten percent, chances are your flow rate is not going to change much. But to the motor, if you can drive that motor at let's say um, you know, 3000 RPM instead of 3450, all of a sudden um, you, re you, you reduce the power, uh, you reduce the RPM by 10%. The cube law applies to the power. You can actually reduce the power required by, uh, by 30%. And that's a huge uh, difference in efficiency. All right. So now my pump motors are more efficient. Uh... But what if I want them to be quieter? What are some uh, good ways that uh, we can get some reduced noise on pump motors? Okay. Actually, where does the noise come from in an electrical machine? Obviously, it's bearings and stuff. And it's also cogging. Now, cogging comes from the overall design of the motor, how many slots you have and how many poles you have. And that's, that is actually determined by the power requirement the RPM the motor is running at, and you simulate the hell out of it. At ePropelled, we have lots of simulation tools um, from various different companies, and we use those to actually figure out 
first of all, how much the, the um, you know, how, what's the performance of the motor is going to be? And is it going to be better with a certain number of slots and poles? Or do we need to uh, do different? So the engineers would actually go through a number of combinations of these things and do simulations for everything. And then from that, they will actually do simulation of the heat produced, the efficiency, um, as also and also noise. Okay, Nick. Well, um, smaller form factor. What exactly is that, and how can pump motors achieve or benefit from that? Well, actually, if you look at our motors, they tend to be compared with the induction motor. The motor itself is pretty small. Uh, in fact, we have different size motors in um, if we are designing for the aircraft or we're designing for the um, uh, EVs, the new new EVs, or for motorcycles or for pumps. And so if you just compare pumps to pumps motors, they tend to be something like one fifth the size of a of a um, of an induction motor, and if you look at that and um, you know take it, the volume that's now been taken out, you actually can use that volume to actually produce uh, put your drive, the inverter drive, um, you know, onto the motor, and it makes it so much more efficient uh, within the same frame or less of a frame. In fact, you can actually put our motors and our electronics into the same volume uh, that you actually have for a for an induction motor or better. Okay. Well, I guess to wrap this up, uh, and you guys touched on this in the article that you wrote last June, but let's talk a little bit about the regulatory focus. It seems like uh, there's always going to be, it seems like every few years there's rules about higher efficiency standards. What can you talk, talk to us in general, about any regulations we need to know for electric pump motors or motors in general going into 2023? Yeah, no, thank you for that. Actually, I think there are real problems of energy, um, you know, whether it's in North America, you know, the prices of energy is going up for gas, as well as, um, you know, propane, all, all kinds of, um, you know, all kinds of carbon, um, you know, energy is actually going up. And in Europe, it's just simply not available. I think they have to be really efficient. So what happened last year is an interesting thing. Last year, a uh, rule came into play in California that said you cannot deploy a new pool pump motor that is less than 81% efficient. And for that reason, I think um, the second part of that rule was you must have a variable speed motor. That basically eliminated all the induction motors that you can actually deploy in California. So I don't know whether you notice now, but a lot of manufacturers on induction motor manufacturers actually have a big label on the side of a motor that says not for sale in California. And that is going to happen throughout the states. It could be Massachusetts next. next. Uh, Canada is pretty close to that. And uh, also in Europe, it's absolutely necessary that the world has to go, uh, you know, to this new technology. And I think in Europe, uh, we're, we're getting a lot of inquiries for this kind of stuff from European customers um, where they're saying that we need motors for heat pumps. Um, you know, we need motors for, um, you know, other things such as pools and things. They're, they're really searching high and low for energy efficient motors. And I think, 
some of the countries actually have changed laws. Other, others are just following suit. I think EUC is, um, 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 is, is going to have to do this. So I think, I think we are in the right place to actually you know, follow along with these laws and try and help them um, achieve the efficiencies um, that they are regulating. Okay. okay. Um, well, I think that's a great way to wrap up this podcast. Uh, Nick Gruel of ePropelled, a founder, CEO, president, and chairman. I appreciate you taking the time to join me and sharing your knowledge and your expertise. Uh, Drew, thank you for reaching out to us. It was a pleasure talking to you, and please come back anytime. All right. And to let everyone know, you can search and subscribe to the Pumps and Systems podcast on any podcast platform such as Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can email me the host, Drew Champlin, D-C-H-A-M-P-L-I-N at C-A-H-A-B-A-M-E-D-I-A.com, dchamplin at kahabamedia.com. We'd love to hear from you. Any feedback on this episode? Until next time, thank you so much for listening. 